Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Three Northern Makers podcast. I'm Steve from Steve Bell Creates, and I'm joined by the very handsome Andy from Potato Woodworks and the fabulous Pierre, who is the Swedish maker. So, on with the show. Well, welcome to episode four and two forty-two with uh, my usual two partners in crime here, Pierre and Andy. Uh, I hope you've all had a nice Easter and didn't need too many Easter eggs, boys. Yeah, oh, you can never <laughs> eat enough Easter eggs or like chocolate <laughs> eggs at least. <laughs> ah, Pierre had homemade ones. Yeah, we had homemade ones. They were really oh, good. Yeah, like a mix of uh, I think it was Swiss chocolate. Mix of white right. and brown chocolate uh, was really good. So they were as good as they looked like. Yeah, they really were good. Yeah, they were like marbled, weren't they? Yeah, they marbled. Uh, uh, she did something special to them in in the fridge. Like she tempered the chocolate, so it was really mm. polished as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she has some red powder from some some vegetable that she poured <laughs> all over it. Beetroot. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to get another red vegetable. Ah, oh. oh, very good. How about you, Steve? Uh, yes, we had a very nice little Easter. Uh, there was only me and Sally, but it was very nice. Uh, went to the pub, that's a surprise. Had a few beers in the pub. Some really nice food. And, of course, mm. some eggs and chocolate, yeah. Mm. And the weather was really warm, so we start there's uh, there's lots of fields here and hills so we had a few walks over the hills and fields which was really nice yeah mm. and of course all the walks finish back at the pub so that's where the photograph of me sat outside on the bench with a pint of beer was from oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the weather was really good so it was really nice yeah do you guys have the easter rabbit as well y- yes the easter bunny yeah we have the mm, easter the bunny, bunny yeah. yeah a bunny yeah um so that was good fun yeah and it's uh it's the only time in this country you get four days off, like a Good Friday is a bank holiday and the Easter Monday mm. is a bank holiday. Mm. So you get four full days off, yeah. That's nice. Do you get the same in Sweden then, the full full days? The full days, yeah. Full and, days, yeah. And the Thursday be, before, uh, well, in Sweden we call it Long Friday. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, Long Friday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, before on Thursday before Long Friday, we only work half a day. All oh, right, well, okay. not everyone. Not everyone. We are not, for example. Oh, right, you okay. didn't. <laughs> no. We don't have our company doesn't have half days. All right. All right. Okay. Well, long Friday. So I did a bit of research today, a bit of Swedish research. Actually, I did this the other day. This Swedish research, and I wondered. Now, Pierre might have done it. I'm not too sure if Andy's done it. But have you ever been plogging? Plogging. <laughs> This is a big thing in Sweden, <laughs> plogging. I cannot say I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> give us a hint. Somewhere, I'll, like I'll some... give you a hint, yeah? So, uh, what do you think? It's, it's two words stuck together. Plog in? Yeah. So, what's the, what's the ogging part of it? Jogging. Jogging, yes, very good. And the pl... <laughs> Naked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it started in Sweden in 2016, and the Swedes took two words and stuck them together, the English word jogging and the Swedish word uh, plocker up. Ah, so you go running and you pick up stuff. You pick up rubbish. All right. I've never pick heard of trash. it. <laughs> you take a trash. Like a, a 
cleanup run. Well, uh, yeah, like a cleanup run, yeah. So uh, mm. it's massive, apparently, in your neck of the woods. <laughs> sounds, like sound a, no? <laughs> sounds like a, a thing for environmentalists. <laughs> <laughs> I've sent you a link to the uh, website because there is there's uh, the same thing, only hiking, pliking, <laughs> and uh, plucking. <laughs> Yeah. So, and there's all these pictures of these nice Swedish people running around with bags of uh, rubbish. Is litter a big problem in Sweden then? No, I wouldn't say so. Ah. But I see here you can become a member at some place, an organization. Oh. I don't think you want to do that, do you? Ah. Seems like you would have to stop all the time. <laughs> and bend down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you just get the kids or, you know, your wife or girlfriend to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, my 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 mom was annoyed because I was doing that when I was very small, when I was like maybe six or something on the way to the kindergarten. I just picked up all the trash and put it in my in my bag and I brought it home because I wanted to clean up because I learned to not throw stuff on the floor. So I came home on my way home. I just picked up all the trash oh, on the ground. What I get my mom one. wasn't very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> all in your little bag. <laughs> so I guess I did an early version of that. Yeah. Yeah. But you, your mother didn't encourage you to keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave she the place not. messy. Yeah. <laughs> Put that rubbish back. <laughs> ah. So there you go. Plugging. I'm surprised you didn't know about plugging. No, that's, uh, that's weird. I haven't heard about it. Ah. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. So uh, I prepared a little thing because we've almost known each other for a year. Not really, but... Almost. Kind of a long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And there's this uh, Swedish podcast that I enjoy listening to called uh, the, like the prejudice podcast. Uh, And it's this guy giving preconceptions or prejudice uh, about his guests. And they just reply if, if his prejudice is true or not. And sometimes they elaborate. So I prepared Mm. a couple of preconceptions or prejudice about you guys. <laughs> this could be the last ever episode, folks. <laughs> been nice so, knowing you. Yeah, been nice knowing you. So, Steve, I'm going to okay. say... We need to be honest here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it requires full honesty. <laughs> okay. So, Steve, uh, the first one is for you. When you brush your teeth, you put on the weirdest smile to be able to see your teeth, so your face is so close to the mirror that you leave nose marks all over the mirror. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My teeth are cleaned in a jar of water by the bedside overnight. They are. (laughs) Because they're false. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're they're real teeth. But uh, no, I don't get that close to the mirror. All right. Um, Well, Andy, next one is for you. You've never seen Bridget Jones' diary. That kind of romantic nonsense is a waste of time. No, that's wrong. Actually, I've seen, I cannot say I cannot say if I've seen all of them, but uh, I've definitely seen the early ones because I'm, I think there were some newer ones. But yeah, I've seen them 
not really, I wouldn't say on my own accord or like just like me sitting in front of the TV want to watch it, but uh, definitely with some female reason for, for watching it. <laughs> okay. Can you name any of the... Can you name any of the characters then, Andy? <laughs> Bridget Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. There's this weird guy I don't like in there. Uh, there's Hugh Grant. Is one of the. Oh, actors. he's in there. Yeah. No, but the other guy, the other main actor, which yeah, is the guy. The other guy the boy, is the uh, boyfriend. Colin Firth. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't, as I said, I don't, I don't remember the, <laughs> it was a long time ago, but like one of the guys I didn't like, and it wasn't you, Grant. <laughs> I'm off to a bad start here, but let's continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Steve. Okay. When, uh, let's see here. Sometimes when you're alone in the house, you get naked, wrap a tie around your head and dance to the latest music on Spotify just to feel young and crazy. That could be true, yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's a tie. It's probably a, a feather boa. Do you know what a feather boa is? <laughs> no. Uh, like, a, like, a, like a feathery long scarf made of mm. feathers. Uh, Sally's got a pink one. I often wrap that around my neck and uh, take on my clothes off and dance to uh, 70s disco hits. <laughs> so pretty close, then. <laughs> yeah, very close. Uh. Great. Andy. <laughs> I've been Nothing. told don't don't sit on the sofa naked. That's the only thing I've that's the only rule I've got. <laughs> All right, Andy. Nothing gets you more fired up than when someone says something negative about fondue. Uh, yeah, it's shit that stuff. <laughs> no, I, because I agree. I'm not. I'm not too particular. I don't, I don't. It's not like that. I love it that much. I like it, but it's not like like. No, no. I'm. I'm. All, You're okay. Mad <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Are you more of a <laughs> meat man or a chocolate man? Fondue. Both, I would say. Not a cheese. Cheese man, one, yeah, cheese one. No, not cheese, but uh, more more chocolate or meat. Yes. Okay. Doesn't matter which one. <laughs> Ready for one more? Come on, get hit us with it, yeah. Okay, for Steve. There's a photo of you standing in front of the Eiffel Tower somewhere. Correct. There is yes. a photo. There is a photo <laughs> of me stood in front of the Eiffel Tower, yeah. It's one of those, you know, those stupid ones that everyone does where they try and put the Eiffel Tower in their hand? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big uh, grass... Uh, park, there's a park, big park, isn't there, nearby, with a big grass stretch, mm. and you stand mm. like miles away with your hand like that, and it looks like you've got the Eiffel Tower in your hand. So, yes, there are photos of me with the Eiffel Tower in it, PA. Oh, great. Yeah. And, you, uh, have, do you have a photo in front of the Eiffel Tower, Andy? Yes. You do as well. But uh, I wouldn't, I don't know where it is or like, but there, there is one mm. because I know I see it in my head that yeah, <laughs> with a broken arm, actually. Oh. <laughs> Was the tower too heavy for you to hold, Andy? Snapped your arm. No fighting too many French drunk people in the bar before. Uh, just as an aside, there is a picture of the Eiffel Tower in our downstairs toilet. <laughs> but I'm not in it. <laughs> Why? Because it's like when you take a crap, it's like, oh, damn, you France. <laughs> no, it's like uh, one of those like uh, wall stickers, wall art. 
Mm-hmm. It's a full it goes a full length of the wall like an Eiffel Tower in the toilet. <laughs> Just what you need. Uh, all right, Andy. Mm? This one must be true because it's true for me. You hit you hit your head into something at least once a week. <laughs> Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I don't remember when it was last, or like this week. I think it didn't happen. Uh, but yes, it like normally this is very true. Yes, especially in my basement where there's yeah. a huge beam going across, <laughs> and the entrance door is also like going till here in my basement. So, yeah, to get a little crush right. You ready for more? Yeah, come on, Pierre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, Steve. Yeah. uh, You never really liked Monty Python, but it would be a treason saying it out loud. So, therefore, you always say you love them. Yeah, I'm not the biggest (laughs) fan of Monty Python. Correct, Pierre. Yeah. Ah, yes. Uh, (laughs) um, Why is that? (laughs) um, I think when Monty Python was at its height, it was sort of the early 70s, and I was only like 12, 13, maybe 14, and I thought... This isn't funny at all. I think it was it was <laughs> aimed at adults then, and I was only a child. So I do like the movies. I like Life of Brian and uh, the what's 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 uh, King Arthur one. That's a quite a good yeah. one. But Camelot. But I, I'm not the TV show. Nah. Yeah. So you're right there, Pierre. Yeah. Good. The Americans love it, don't they? They think it's fantastic. I think they do. Yeah. Uh, the BBC are going to re- start re-showing them all again. Oh wow. So I'll give that a miss. We'll see if it's timeless. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, Andy. Yodel, no. Milk a cow, yes. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yodel, no, definitely no. But milk a cow, that's a German German brand, so there's a no too there. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever milked a cow? Or milking a cow or milk a cow? Yeah, milk like milking, like doing the. Yeah, uh-huh, I you understood know, milk. The, you know the brand. Mil- milk a chocolate. The, the yeah, chocolate brand. Oh, I didn't know there was a brand. <laughs> yeah, milk. Yeah, there's a brand called Milka. That's oh. German. That's what I said. Milking a cow. Uh, no, I actually have never milked a cow. I would like to try, but there was never an opportunity where someone gave me a cow to milk. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, son. Could you just milk me cow? <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to try. Or I think. Or have I tried as a kid? Maybe we were once on a farm, like on a, on on like vacation. Maybe I did try, but I would I would like to try that because it looks interesting. So um, my idea was that uh, I thought like yodel is a typical Swiss thing, and also milking a cow is a typical Swiss thing. So I, the idea was yodel, you don't like that, or you don't do that, but milking a cow, you've done that. So I was kind of yeah, in the vicinity, all right. And I would like to milk a cow, so I think we're good there. You're, you're good. Okay. <laughs> I think you need to yodel whilst you're milking the cow. <laughs> With a bar of milk in your back pocket. And yeah. you got it flowing. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> All right, we're getting a bit dirty now. Oh, ooh, okay. <laughs> Steve, yes. you have a book on Kama Sutra. Uh, no, I don't know. Oh, I was on a no. before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a. Uh, have we got any sex books in the house? Um, no. no, but I do get an email each week <laughs> uh, from a company that sells uh, exotic items, and they send me an email with position of the week every week. Pierre, <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> Have you tried them out? Um, so, well, you know, uh, you know, my children, my children listen to this, but uh, close your ears, lads. Uh, <laughs> oh, we don't need to go there. Let's hope the mother-in-law isn't listening. Christ almighty. (laughs) (laughs) But it seems to be a good newsletter then. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, I I can forward them on to you if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've been in a sex toy museum. Yeah, Yeah, I was in the penis museum. You lost your virginity to someone named Heidi. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, I don't know anyone that is called Heidi, just so to put that into relations. <laughs> I'm sure it was Heidi. Then he started yodeling. <laughs> Yodeling. Hey. Right, I have one, one uh, each left for you. Okay. Even more dirty. No, yeah. more, no more dirty. Uh, okay, no more dirty. Steve, did you yeah. really turn off the stove? Turn off the stove? Like, are you that kind of guy that would think, did I really turn off the stove? Oh, oh well, I'm, you're sadly wrong there, Pierre, because <laughs> our, our stove is permanently on. You can't, you can't turn it off, but it's always on. Oh, no. What? Yeah. We have like a big uh, cast iron range cooker that is always on. So when, how, how? but how do you accelerate it? How do you how do you <laughs> yeah. make it go hotter? Well, uh, well, the hot the hot plate on the top is at three hundred degrees. I don't think you want to go any hotter than that. And it's got three ovens. <laughs> one's at two twenty. One's at one eighty. One's at one twenty. All but the time. And they're on 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day, yeah. Oh, how, how, how is that? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm getting this. So have you heard of um, like Aga cookers? No. So in England, in like, you know, in the countryside, well, quite often, but people in towns have them as well, you have these ovens called Argas, which are cast iron stoves. Mm. And mm. so the idea is that if you've got a normal oven at home, it's turned off and you turn it on, so it's got to heat up, so it uses energy to get hot. And then you mm. turn it off and it goes cold. And then, So with an agar, ours isn't an agar, it's an agar-like one. You heat it up to a certain temperature and then it only needs a small amount of energy to keep it warm. Really? Yes. How is that spelled? Because I tried to Google it. A-G-A. Hmm. And that's electrical powered, I guess. You can right? get or electric, gas, or oil. And yours is? Ours is electric. But we don't. We, we have not... one called Everhot, which is very similar to an Arga. Yeah. And that is really not like having impact on the like electricity. Uh, you do well. You pay a little bit more, but it's it's when you work it out over the year, it's very comparable. It's not much more, and it also heats the kitchen because there's no radiators mm. in our kitchen so it heats the kitchen as well mm. but it's just mm. a slow trickle all the time yeah all right interesting so, so you need to make sure never that nothing is on the on the top when you <laughs> no it's got these big lids mm. big big oh, lids right. that you close down on the top yeah uh and, and they are not getting hot on top one one does one gets slightly warm so if you want if you're making bread 
and you want to prove your bread, you put it in the bowl on top of that one and it, it'll prove and rise nice and quick and then you can put it in the oven and cook the bread, yeah. Yeah. And you could turn it off when if you want or you cannot turn it off? Yeah, you can turn it off, yeah, at the wall. You've got to turn it off at the wall. It does have an eco function, so if you go away for two weeks, you can turn it down whilst you're away. Yeah. But you don't want it, ever want it to go cold. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Learning so much <laughs> already. <laughs> so yes, Pierre, I, I, I don't worry if I've turned the oven off because it's always on. <laughs> All right. But you're not that neurotic that you think of stuff like no no um sally's worse she she always thinks she always phones me on her way to work have i turned the hair straighteners off mm-hmm. <laughs> can you check right. <laughs> and they're always off so yeah yeah all right andy the last one for you it happened this is a long one <laughs> <laughs> it happens that you get home from work and think that you're just gonna relax for a bit You sit down with a glass of wine, turn on some classical music and take a deep breath. But only after a minute you get restless and turn off the music and do something more neurotic instead. I was just thinking like coming home and relaxing when it's (laughs) (laughs) not. I I wish that would be true, right? First of all, I'm not coming home because I'm working from home. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) But but, uh, no, it's like this is completely wrong, Pierre, unfortunately. There is no like relaxing. There's a glass of wine or beer. Oh, yeah, that's actually the true part there. But that's about it of this whole story. I had like an image of you. Like you wanted to relax, but th- but you're too restless to relax. Really, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah. I think that's in all the other cases, but not when. I mean, uh, stop working, then it's normally just like hell breaking <laughs> yeah. loose at home <laughs> with the kids. But yes, you're right. When it comes to relaxing, that is not my that is not my strength. Not then I have an idea tea. to do yeah. to do something else. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he's busy thinking what page of the Kama Sutra are we on tonight. <laughs> 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 well, from now on you yeah. need to forward those emails to both of us yes. <laughs> okay I'll send them to you it always comes on what? a Saturday Pierre, every Saturday morning <laughs> that's perfect that's good perfect <laughs> ideal for the weekend sir <laughs> so we need to think of something to ask you Pierre next time yeah we don't need to do that <laughs> did, 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 did you make those up or were they already on the thing no I made those up Okay. That had to be special for you guys. Oh, very good. Yeah, I think the Heidi one, that was very unique. Yeah, Heidi, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In a Swiss chalet. So what have you guys been up to then? Nothing? (laughs) Steve? Uh, Well, uh, yeah, I've I've done a fair bit actually, yeah. Uh, when I sat down today to uh, prepare, I thought, well, I've done a fair bit of stuff because I was still full of cold. Um, but ever since I got the laser, I've never really been happy with the way, the layout of the workshop. And I've moved it around a few times. What, the but laser? Then one, no, the, 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 the actual benches in the workshop and stuff yeah. like that. So I uh, took it upon myself one day to get in there and have a good sort out. Because it's the sort of thing you keep putting off, don't you? Because you think, oh, I need to make this, I need yeah. to do that. And then you get annoyed and frustrated because you've got to move something to get to the planer or nothing's where you want it, is it? So I thought, right, I'm going to have a day, a day where I just go in there 
and it was the weather's been fantastic. So I opened the garage door and I pushed everything out onto the drive, apart from the laser, because <laughs> 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 that's got a big pipe going through the wall. But anyway, yeah. I moved it all outside. And I had a good hoover up and tidy up and then worked out where was the best place to put things. So the table saw needs to stay where the table saw is because that's the best place for it because uh, I can open the garage door and get a long piece of wood on it if I need to. Um, my The main bench that I used to make things on is also the outfeed table and I quite like where that is. And I have another bench which is like a, a bit like an MFT bench, like a multifunction table that I made myself which I put my tracks saw on to cut uh, panels and stuff like that up. And that used to be where the laser was, but obviously it can't be there now. And I'd moved it out of the way, but it just ended up being a dumping ground for junk. So I could never use it. Mm. I'd have to move everything off it. So I found a new place for that. I moved all the uh, sheet materials to the end of the garage, out the way, uh, moved the bandsaw to a new place, and had a good sort out. So I was really happy with the layout, as it is now. As always, we could always do with more space, but that'll have to do. But no, it is much better. And then um, I did that, and then I went through all my piles of uh, scrap wood. Because I don't know about you guys, but I keep tons of bits of wood. Do you guys do mm. that? Mm. Oh, P.S. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do as well. Yeah. So I thought, I need to sort out these piles of wood. So I, I went through them, and I'll say I was ruthless, but maybe I wasn't as ruthless as I could have been. <laughs> so I had sort of like, uh, keep, get rid of, possibly keep. And of the possibly keep pile, I probably kept 95% of the possibly keep pile. <laughs> <laughs> and on the throwaway pile, how much? On how the throwaway pile, no, there was, there was, there was uh, a, a reasonable amount in the throwaway pile. Um, the other two piles were much bigger, by the way. <laughs> so um, got rid of some of that. And then I decided to tackle the cupboards and the drawers. Because, again, I don't know if you're the same, but you're working on something. I know where things are, but they're just shot in drawers. Hmm. Yeah, and cupboards. So I decided to get everything out the cupboards, throw stuff away that, you know, tins of paint that have uh, rock hard or... Tubes of filler that you know you need a hammer to smash up because there's no, it's just solid, it's <laughs> like a rock. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I got rid of loads of that stuff and had a good sort out and uh, made myself a little Rubio cupboard and uh, you know, but I moved mm. a finishing cupboard, uh, all that sort of stuff, did all the drawers. So I was really happy with that. And one thing I've wanted for a while is a stool to sit down on because I've not had, I'm always thinking, mm. you know, it's, you do get tired standing up all the time in a workshop, don't you? So I made myself a little stool. That was some wood I found, mm. some plywood. And there was an old um, chopping board that we bought from a store that uh, we, I, made in, I made one. So I made a stool with, uh, uh, on the top it says, arse goes here on the, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the laser. And um, it took me a while to get it the right height. I kept chopping pieces off the bottom just to get it the right height. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's the perfect height, so that's good. Cool. And there was some old pallet wood. Um, it wasn't the thin strips off the top, but you know the, the chunky bits that the, the, the main members of a pallet. I had mm. some of them left over. And again, I thought, shall I get shot of them? What am I going to use them for? Anyway, I decided uh, I cut them up 
into like a square lumber and I made a little cart with uh, a nice piece of wood on the top and a shelf uh, because where the laser is, I need somewhere to put my laptop. And so I made this little trolley where it can sit uh, right next to it. And the chiller, it's on wheels so the chiller can go underneath and everything. You can pull it out. And I thought that's a good idea. And also my shape uh, workstation fits on there perfect. Mm, cool. Because uh, that's normally on the MFT table. So that, I, I found somewhere else for that to go now. So that was even better. So I was very happy with that. Great. Uh, gave it a coat, a grey paint. It looks really fab, yeah. Very good. Nice. And then uh, I made my zero clearance insert plate. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looks nice. So, uh, yeah, that With was... screws and everything. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the other one has screws in. The, the original one has screws to hold it down. Mm. So I just mm. used the same screws, yeah. Mm. Uh, so I made uh, a couple of blanks whilst I was on. So I thought I can make... Uh, for different size saw blades or whatever, I, I just a blank one, but I made a couple of them whilst I was on. So, yeah, I was quite pleased with that. That worked really good. And uh, it is much better cutting, much safer cutting the thin strips rather than messing about with a, a big hole in your saw, isn't it? Yeah. They- <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, somebody asked me to make some uh, more incense boxes. Remember with the lasered top and the things for the sticks that you set on fire? So I made three more of those, which are more fiddly than uh, you think, really. Uh, Mm. I couldn't really make them all the time to sell them because it takes far too long. But anyway, I made three, so um, that was okay. And they look really good. I need to make a little uh, Instagram post or something for that. I I need to do that, but I haven't had time. Are those uh, a commission, or are you giving them away? No, no, someone's buying them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the one of us, the one, one for themselves, and then one for somebody for a couple of other people. Mm. So that was good. And then uh, I went to Lidl on Saturday to the middle of Lidl. Hell yeah, yeah. And I think everyone in the Thalat must have been listening to our podcast where we talked about the tool sharpening station. Because there was none left. All gone. All right. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I did think if they're there, I might buy one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there was none left. It was all cleaned out. There was none oh, left. Wow. Uh, so people must be listening to this podcast in Northampton. Mm. Um, and uh, I saw the par- I looked for the Parkside hoodie. I thought, Pierre mentioned the Parkside hoodie. I could get you one. <laughs> <laughs> but there was only three left so there'd been a big rush on Parkside hoodies um, and they only had triple XL left so oh, wow. I thought that might be a bit small so I didn't get that for you <laughs> <laughs> and they only do white or grey who wants a white hoodie Yeah. when you're working about with tools you don't want a white mm. hoodie do you <laughs> guess it's the cheapest colour to produce yeah <laughs> Yeah, 10 quid there were, them Parkside hoodies, yeah. But I did buy a little uh, rotary Dremel-type tool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, 1999, with lots of little attachments. Mm. Cordless. So that was really good. Uh, so I've charged it up today and had a little mess about with that. That was quite good fun. Cool. And uh, they had a little magnetic tray, little metal tray that's magnetic to put your screws and stuff in. Because I don't know about you guys, I'm always knocking them off the workbench and find them, you know. 
And they had Step one of those... Stepping on them. Yeah. <laughs> kneeling on them, Pia. That's the worst yeah. bit. When you kneel yeah, on the floor the and you kneel on one. Yeah. Um, and they had one of those uh, extendable magnetic things. So you can, if something falls down behind something, you can get it out. One ninety nine each. One pound ninety nine pence. That's a robbery. How that long robbery. do they extend? Um, about a meter and a half. Oh wow! Yeah, one pound ninety nine. But then I did buy a festool item. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guess? I'll give you one guess each what I bought. It's a, it's a Festool one, so Shaper doesn't count as... No, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's got the old green Festool words on it, yeah. Does it come in a sustainer? I'm not answering. It's just, you just tell me what you think. It's not, you know, <laughs> it's not 40 questions. Give me your first thought. You, you know the tools I've got. What do you think I bought? A jigsaw. A jigsaw. A drill. Okay. I already have a Festool jigsaw and a drill. I bought... How do you not have them? <laughs> I bought... You my have d- everything. No, I Festool. don't have everything. I bought a, uh, a new Festool track. Um, my tracks are. I bought the 800 millimeter, 800 millimeter one. So I can use it on my table. A little table I was in a better place because the other one's fourteen hundred and it's too big. Mm. Uh, yeah. So because the local place uh they had a deal where you got five pounds off if you spent more than twenty five pounds. And that place was it was it was fifteen pounds cheaper for the track the track than anywhere else I could find online. Okay, cool. So Perfect. I got it for twenty quid cheaper than other places in the end. So yeah. So I did that. See, I've done all sorts, haven't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you did a tree uh, as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I forgot about the tree, but yeah. I made an <laughs> Easter tree, yeah. Yeah. An Easter tree. And uh, I made little eggs with all family members' names on them. Because mm. uh, yeah, Sally has really other, nice. other ornaments that she puts on an Easter tree. But I made these little eggs. And then I, I did them all in different coloured Rubios. Mm. Enough my little sample box. I did all the eggs in mm. different coloured Rubios, yeah. It's a pity there was no brighter colours. I don't have the fancy modern colours because they do a nice purple, don't they, and a yellow and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I did the people that I don't like too much in Ice Brown, Andy. I won't mention <laughs> who they are. <laughs> I would be honoured to be in Ice Brown. <laughs> Talking about Rubio. Yep. A couple of episodes ago, we were talking about the mono part of Rubio. Oh, yeah. Today, today I listened to Shop Sounds and our friend Jason. Yeah. Uh, he said he was making a table and it was basically finished, he said. But yeah, I, uh, I haven't put on the, the second code uh, of Rubio yet. Huh? Yeah, he, he always, or not always, but I heard it in the podcast a lot in the past that he's doing two codes on it. Yeah. He said it's more, you get more sheen on it if you put two coats. Oh, okay. On. Yeah, because I, I have said it's often a bit flat, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's like super matte, isn't it? Rather than, mm. I like a little bit of a sheen, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to try it out for my next project to see. Okay. Mm. 
Um, I started work on my next video. When I say started, I haven't done an awful lot, but I have started it. (laughs) (laughs) Turned on the camera. Yeah, I turned on the camera and uh, I've cut a bit of MDF, so there we go. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah. Didn't you make a video about the shaker box? I have made it yet, yeah. That's what I'm making. That's what you're making, all right. Yeah. (laughs) Because I wasn't very well, I thought. I don't want to start filming it while I'm not very well. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I started making, cause you've got to make the forms to bend the wood round. So mm. yeah, mm. that's what I started doing. Started doing that. So you started bending the forms for it. Yeah, but bending MDF, <laughs> the MDF bender. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, started with that. And then I've been, uh, me and Sally had a discussion. Um, obviously I'm in the uh, wardrobe when we record the podcast. Sally's uh, craft empire was expanding uh, more than my workshop is in the house. Mm. Uh, so I could do with somewhere to put my laptop and sit down properly to edit and record and do other stuff. Um, so we were thinking about uh, making the spare room into a bit more of a multifunction space. Yeah, a multifunction. Oh, what sort of room? A Steve room. Steve room, yeah. Yeah. Well, Sally, you'd have to have a mirror in the room as well, but yeah. <laughs> How come? Because she needs to be able to get a cricket out and a crafts and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's the same room. I thought it yeah, was be a the separate s- room. No, it'd be the same room, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, we were thinking about that today, so. But would you be so, recording the podcast in there instead? I probably would, yeah. I probably would, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then she can't use the cricket while you're recording. Oh no, she does. She should be banished. No. Uh, she'd be flicking through the Kama Sutra for the evening. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so but that involves, you know, desks, shelves, all that sort of business. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have your own room, do you, Pierre? Do I you have know? the basement room, yeah. Yeah. And Andy's got a f- very nice office with lovely sound panels in that we never see anymore. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking today of moving down again. Moving back into where the sound panels, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's what we were talking about. Uh, we started talking about that yesterday, so. Oh. Nice. Any tips? Any advice? Do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> it sounds like a fun project. <laughs> yeah, just do it. We'd have to put a sofa bed in there. That's the only thing, obviously, for someone to sleep in. The there. surfer is back. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> surfer, yeah, the surfer. <laughs> you need a surfer in there. What are you doing with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the surfer. So, yeah, so that's what we were thinking about, yeah. Cool. So that's more work, isn't it? But anyway, it'd be good fun. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But I think uh, there's nothing much else I can do at the minute. I'm, I'm, I'm all in, lads. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I watch Pierre's, <laughs> vid- I watch Pierre's video. We'll, we'll, we'll catch up with that later on. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> what have you been doing, and E? <sighs> a lot of radical stuff. Ooh. <laughs> no, I told you guys I was a bit stressed out with everything, like and the whole, the whole, yeah, everything basically. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was, I was thinking a bit like why. 
why do I put that much stress on me when it comes to the whole Instagram stuff? Not really the woodworking part, but the whole like Instagram and like taking photos, editing photos, like uploading it constantly on Instagram, like going through the Instagram app, like I don't know how many times a day. And I was like, yeah, I didn't come to a good answer on like why I'm doing it. So I was thinking like, I just don't do it anymore or like not, not that much anymore. So I, I really tried staying off Instagram, but that also means that like maybe people feel that I'm not liking their stuff anymore. So it's not really, that's not the case. It's more like that I'm, I'm trying to use it less because it was kind of a addiction in mm. one, like one way, but I think also like stress of having to compete or compete is maybe the wrong word, yeah, but on I'm, having to upload yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And it feels really good. Now I'm doing stuff in the workshop. It's like, yeah, I don't even need to take a special photo, a special angle, go and edit it, go and upload it and, and do that anymore. Now I can just do stuff when I want to. And I also stopped going to the workshop that often. I'm, of course, I'm still, I'm still going to the workshop, but not with this like, what am I doing today so that I can do post it tomorrow and then post it the day after and stuff like that. So I'm more relaxed when it comes to the whole social media part and also like stepped a bit back on the how many time is or like how much time I spend in the workshop versus how much time I spend with the family, especially on the weekend and mm. and doing more with them. I think that feels quite good for for me. And uh yeah, I still haven't figured out the question why do I really do this stress on Instagram? So I'm still not doing it. I'm just like <laughs> I, I did some stories on the on the weekend. Uh, with the thing that I'm doing there, I can talk about it after. But it feels, for me, it feels quite good. There's like no, no stress anymore. Like, mm. ooh, how many likes do I get? Like, what mm. did I do wrong? Do I need to change mm. the hashtags? Do I need to do another text? Why was was the was the photo bad? Like, what what should I do better next time? Now it's more like, fuck yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a bit of a, <laughs> a radical change there on on the on the social media part. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems like a good thing to to de-stress because uh, yeah, I get there too. I, f I feel the pressure of I need to post something, but uh, I've also been laying down a, a bit uh, on Instagram and on YouTube as well uh, for now, so I'm I'm feeling the same way. Uh mm. it needs to be made out of joy, not uh, yeah. Because yeah, exactly, because it's kind of it's unnecessary stress at least for me because it's not how I earn my money, right? So it's like yeah. not I'm it's not it's not my business that I need to do this otherwise I'm not getting paid at the end of the month, right? It's more like I kind of it kind of made it to that. It feels like this is my job and I have to do this. I have to do this every day. I have to post, I have to upload stories every day otherwise yeah what nothing nothing changes otherwise mm. right if i if i don't do it yeah mm. and i think it shows as well like if you're documenting uh, when you're doing it out of joy uh it people will notice that as well um i think so yeah. at least yeah i always think about uh <clears throat> going back to first principles on things so what what was the reason why i started doing something why did we start why did we start to go on Instagram and most of us go on there for fun or to meet people or meet like-minded people. Uh, and then, you, you know, as I said, I did it just so sure the kids could see, but then you do get wrapped up in bits and pieces. But, um, if it's getting you, if it's getting to you, then just think why, whatever it is, why did I start and do that? 
it's like this podcast. We start. I started the podcast because it it would be a fun thing to do, and it has been a fun thing to do. And yet, we haven't gone out and be you know the number one woodworking podcast or whatever. We've just had fun, mm. and I think I've said to you guys before. I would just I enjoy sitting talking to you guys for an hour and a bit, you know, each week. It's it's mm. really good fun, and that's that's the best part. And we just press record, and that's it. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, think about what what's your what was your original motivation for doing something? If you wanted it to be a business and to get more well known and this that and the other, and then that then you've got to put the work in to do that. And then you've got to accept the, the 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 all the stress that goes with that, haven't you? Yeah. I mean, that was kind of my goal, at least for for Instagram to grow a brand or try to. I mean, mm. like try. Of course, having fun, but still, my goal was yes. always like on Instagram because I'm not normal. Privately, I'm not on social media, right? For me, it was. I, I don't really like it for all the reasons that we see yes. now. But for me, it was. It really was the idea to grow that account. Yeah as much as I can, but it kind of like turned into something that's like, yeah, still, it's not my job, right? Why? No. I can still do it, but with yeah. less stress, right? Yeah. Because there's no reason to be stressed when there's already a lot of stress at work and stress at home. And why do I need to constantly be stressed, right? Why do yeah. I also need to do stress in the time that would actually be the one that doesn't need any stress? No. Because Instagram isn't going to make your woodwork any better. No. And it's not going to make, you know, the table you make or the wardrobe you make any better, is it? Because you're going to make that as good as you can and have the most enjoyment making that. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you get some tips, though, if yes, you, like, you get put tips, some stories yeah. out and it's yeah. like people will help you on yeah. the way or something. Yeah. But yeah. 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 So that was a bigger thing. But then I, I also, you've seen that I posted that as a story, at least. I cleaned up that whole mess behind my workshop. Yeah. So basically, the my the whole basement is open because it's not very usable in all the spaces. And then I built my workshop inside. So I built the room in the massive, big yeah. um, basement. And now there's a whole back part mm-hmm. which I've never, which I've always neglected because it had no light. It was dark. I just threw stuff there and like stored stuff there. <laughs> and now I was like, yeah, like let's start putting some lights because I have time. I don't need to do Instagram fancy Instagram posts with whatever. Like as like like create content for it, right? I have time to actually do something that is needed mm. so i went went bought a lot of lights put them in in the front in the back and they saw this whole mess <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <Bloody> <laughs> how it actually how yeah how it looked like so yeah i start cleaning that up and now i have a huge space there with yeah i don't really know what to do yet but it's there not very usable though because it's like it's maybe 180 that part and i'm 193 so i can stand there but it's not very not very optimal mm, no can you get some knee pads and just sort of go around on your knees? <laughs> yeah, I need to find something to do on the ground. <laughs> a rolling chair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So something that I can sit with work and then, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And what you said, was what you said, Pierre, like put in a, a one finity, yeah. a CNC. <laughs> CNC room. <laughs> so that would work, yes. Okay. In, in theory. <laughs> I don't want to buy more tools, right? But yes, mm. that would work. So you're going to decorate yeah. that part of the basement then? I don't know yet. It's also the spider, the spider corner. Okay. Ooh. It's like all those massive, large basement spiders are always there. And that's why I also try to avoid that space. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cold. Like it's fully, you know, it's fully cold. It's not insulated. It's not, it's not a nice place to be. Okay. It's more of like, if I have to be there, I can be there. Mm. Mm. Well, I want to put in a, a sink and a, 
and the tap because that's kind of what's missing now in in the workshop having access to water i always have to run upstairs if i need yeah. water and yeah. that the stuff is available there so i just need to put in a, a actual tap and uh and the sink okay yeah yeah i've got to run outside yes. to the tap outside yeah mm. that could be cold in winter as well. Ooh, yeah <laughs> if it's not frozen <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then another thing, I finished my Kumiko that I started, uh, like a f- panel with oh, yeah, panel, panel, yeah. uh, So I glued those in. It's quite a relaxing thing. I did that while watching TV with like a toothpick and a tiny bit of glue and then like <laughs> put all the pieces in. That was that was quite quite easy to do. I still want to do a nice frame, I think, with some uh, intense black uh, Rubio around it. Mm. I think it's going to look gonna look good. We'll do a post one day. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, then I built... Something very cool, actually. I was just too lazy to put in Instagram, but I think it looks amazing. If I have to, say, if I can say that, <laughs> I had this tree in the that, that I cut down last summer in the garden, which I think it was some kind of a like, decorative Japanese cherry tree. Oh, or you said, yeah. The yeah. wood, the wood is insane. It like has like purple streaks in it, like just some like very faint uh, like stripes. Mm. And I built like a very small because the panels are only like. 10 centimeters wide because the tree was so short uh, so so small <laughs> so I, I i built like a very tiny 10 by 10 centimeter box just like a nice small little box that i that i finished i haven't taken photos because i i i was as i said a bit too lazy and i also didn't know how to stage that box because the the look is really really amazing like the how that wood looks like with the ruby on it like perfect mm. but yeah, i had no idea how to take photos of it but that was actually a fun part that was like really that's why i'm doing stuff to like do something with such a beautiful product and like something really small uh and and yeah quite it was challenging because it was so small to build so that's uh, kind of like reminded me on like why am i doing these kind of things yeah and sometimes photos don't. Well, no, no matter how good you are, it never really does it justice, does it? Not never as good yes, as the naked eye, is it? Yeah, well. yeah, especially that one. That's why I didn't really figure out yet on how to take photos of that box. Mm. Mm. But actually, something I need to do this week. I wanna, I wanna do that. I wanna upload that. Okay, cool. And then the it. last thing. Sorry. We look forward to seeing it. Good. Happy to hear. <laughs> Uh, then the, the 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 biggest thing that I started doing on the weekend, something I've never done before. Uh, you've seen that on the stories, maybe. I created a mold. Yeah. So the whole thing is something to do actually with my obsession. But since we're not talking about the, the obsession that comes later, but like in general, I like I like cooking like a lot. And basically, I kind of neglected that a bit. Like with the whole when the whole woodworking stuff came, there was like less time for everything. So I haven't really done that much cooking, but I, I really enjoy cooking and uh, like barbecuing, smoking stuff, uh, like a lot of these kind of things. I, I really enjoy doing something with a like a product or like a re- what's it called? It's called product or resource, like a natural thing, mm-hmm. like like meat or or like whatever. And uh, as I said, it has something to do with the obsession. But then I decided to build a. Japanese hibachi grill. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know if you have yeah. heard of those. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. So it's like a tabletop grill that you have special coal in it that gets super hot and they stay like hot for three to four hours. Yeah. 
Okay. And uh, then I Googled a bit because I think the original ones, they're made out of, a, out of a very specific, I don't know if they're made out of clay or something very specific. But then there was a guy, uh, an Australian guy, he's doing normally pizza ovens and he's mixing perlite with concrete or cement. Yeah. And I've never heard of perlite before that. And before, so I was like, "Yeah, cool." I Google a bit for that, and saw it's used for gardening. Yeah, right? it's, you, you put it with your compost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, hmm, "Are we really talking about the same thing, or is like <laughs> perlite something different here in Sweden?" <laughs> but yeah, I was like, "Why not?" So I went to the garden store. I bought I bought perlite. I bought some white cement, and then I built the, that uh, mold, and I started mixing them together. No clue what I'm doing. Uh, put that into that mold. I built the mold out of MDF because I had no other no other stuff because you should use melamine, right? Yes. To because I guess because of the non- it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I only had MDF and I was like, nah, let's try. <laughs> if I get it off. The inside the inside part is, is made out of uh, pine because he said he used pine so in case he cannot release it, he can just burn it down. So I was like, that's a smart Good idea. idea, yeah. So let's see. Uh, at least I hope I can release the MDF because uh, that would be gross if I need to burn that down. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, now it sits in that mold. Also not my strength to wait till that or like yeah. wait for a week till it's till dry. It dries. Or, yeah. ah, Can't you just cover the MDF with something like release, something releasey or tape? Cling or, film? Yeah. Or I, I read you can oil the stuff. Mm-hmm. But then I was so excited when I mixed the stuff together that I completely get forgot to oil it. I was just like, get, get it, it in. Get it in there, then man. I, yeah. then, I, then I sent a picture to my dad and he's like, have you oiled that wood? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> but yeah, I cannot imagine that concrete can, stuck that much to, <laughs> can be stuck that much to MDF, but maybe we learn something. Yeah. yeah. It's quite absorbent yeah. MDF, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you can see the moisture on the MDF. I mean, not on the outside, but on the yeah. inside there. So I have no idea. And how long will it cure, cure for? He said a week, mm. but I don't wait for a week. <laughs> 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 because I think he didn't either. Because like on his second video, he starts unmolding it and just breaks apart. Mm. And he was like, damn, I should have waited a week. But he didn't specify on how long he has waited. Yeah, okay. And then I read on the on the concrete itself, it says two days, mm-hmm. but that's the concrete on its own. So I don't know how much the perlite is changing mm-hmm. that composition. I think the perlite Anyways, just makes I've, it lighter, doesn't it? Yeah. I, but I mean, it's still between the concrete. Yeah. So I, I have no idea. And I have no idea if that works. I've never, I've never used concrete in a mold. I only use concrete on a wall, but not mm-hmm. really on it. Or like to put stones together, but not really... In a mold. So let's see how that how that turns out and if okay. it releases. And then I ordered some coal now. Let's see if that <laughs> if that was if it, that was worth it buying. The coal. <laughs> a pile of concrete. Uh, concrete concrete worktops next then, Andy. Yeah? Nah, <laughs> it's not that much fun to do the whole concrete stuff. No, it's messy and everything. Yeah, because these people have polished oh, if, concrete floors, don't they? It's like, you know, get a carpet down, man, or some wood, man. <laughs> yeah, that's so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, an exciting new thing to try out. I like doing new stuff. Let's see how that how that turns out. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
I can't wait. Me neither. I, I was already tempted to. I was already pulling a bit on the inside, part, uh-huh. but it, it didn't release. So I was like, huh, but let, let, I should just maybe leave it a bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's Wednesday. Have a go Wednesday. Yeah, because then it's, or maybe already tomorrow, because it's a two days of tomorrow. <laughs> My my prejudice about you being restless was so correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I was thinking what I could do. I could lay it on the side and then just unscrew the one kind of the, yeah. the top part. Like nothing can happen, right? <laughs> it all pours out like water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that that will happen. Nah. Yeah. So that was me waiting for the concrete to dry. Ah. Pierre, what happened to you? <laughs> uh, well, for Easter we went to the to the salami house, um, mm. and we kind of didn't like measurements of the house so that I could drew it up in fusion. And then I was too lazy to do that, and <laughs> and I also figured it's really hard drawing s- s- big stuff like that in fusion. So I might have a go with the SketchUp instead. I'm not sure, mm. um, but SketchUp doesn't. I really want to have a like nice rendering of what we intended to look like <laughs> in the future as well. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'll have to do that some other time. But we did get the measurements, so we can figure out how we're going to renovate the house for now, and then we want to extend the house later on uh, because it's quite small at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so while we were there, we also did some like gardening, maintaining, maintenance, yeah. <laughs> gardening maintenance. Uh, we took down some uh, like a hedge uh, and burned that all up on on Easter. Uh, so we had a big bonfire uh, on Easter, and um, I didn't do that much woodworking. I didn't do anything woodworking. I did edit two of the videos that I pre-recorded before we went there. Uh, so one of them was the CNC, like a follow-up video. Um, yeah. And the other one was the the video I told you about uh, sanding. I also sent you guys the thumbnail. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that's video, that video is just uploaded and ready for like in two weeks. I'm going to uh, release that one. So now I have a lot of time to do. Yeah. Just anything. So I made a couple of leather key rings. Uh, yeah, saw them. Yeah, mm, yeah. Saw them. So I'm gonna start selling them, and we're like we've been debating back and forth on how to to do this thing because we were talking about selling my stuff and Julia's stuff under like a separate brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 place is called Skogby in Swedish. Uh, so we separated those, and they both mean forest and village. So we said we could start a brand that is called Forest and Village, and mm-hmm. under that brand we sell our the stuff we make. Yeah. So one thing will be Julia's earrings and uh, my key rings and the uh, like the the secret Chinese project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, they started producing, or they I, I at least paid them to start produce. Because uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. They, maybe they took the money and left. But they're, they're starting to produce a sample uh, mm-hmm. of the thing yeah. so that I can see and assess if I want to go forward so spending more money into that project. 
Oh, very good. We oh. can't wait to see what that is. Yeah, the special, <laughs> special kinky Chinese project. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you all about it in the after show. What? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> that is so annoying when they say yeah, that. Yeah, for, for our Patreon members. Yeah. yeah. So then I also did uh, one interesting thing because I read somewhere that sometimes increasing the prices of your of your stuff can actually increase the sales. Okay. Mm -hmm. So like uh, when the product is hard to compare to, to other products, people usually use the price as a stand-in for the quality. Mm -hmm. um, so when selling plants, for example, online, it's really hard to compare. Well, you don't see the plants before you buy them and it's hard to compare to anything else. So I actually went on my web site and increased the the some of the prices at least and by how much like uh, if it was five dollars i increased it to ten dollars for example mm. uh and i've been selling more <laughs> 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 nice so sometimes it's actually good to increase the prices yeah uh, it is true weird. that you do you you do use the value of something as a guide as to the quality of it don't you yeah, yeah. Because if you see three things that you you don't really know much about, and one's ten pounds, one's thirty pounds, and one's twenty pounds, you think, oh, I'll buy the twenty pound one. It's got to be better than the ten pound one, but not as good <laughs> as the thirty pound one, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why I stay away from Lidl. <laughs> <laughs> I only spent twenty four pounds, Andy. It was all right. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh. oh, right. Okay, so you're big into big. Big plan sale, Pierre. Yeah, big plan sales and and planning. This uh, past two weeks has been a lot of planning. Yeah, uh, for the upcoming move. So uh, tomorrow, actually, the realtor is is coming to check our mm. house. Okay. Um. So that will be interesting cool. to hear what he has to say when when it's best time to sell it and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and I also want to take photos of the house during the summer. I mean, we want to move out next summer, but we, I want to next have, summer, like in a year. In a year, yeah. Mm. But I want to have photos of the house on the outside of the house, at least from this summer, because we won't be able to. I don't want them to take like shitty autumn photos. <laughs> leaves, leaves have but fallen. That's normally, what they say they don't do because I I, I remember. I, I, I we did the same in the previous house and said like can we take some photos now I said nope they need to be from then when you put it out otherwise people think something is fishy with that house mm -hmm. well maybe but let's, it is let's see what he says yeah, tomorrow I'm gonna ask say, they said we should not even consider that or they're not doing that or something mm. I, I remember I was like oh okay good you know better than me mm -hmm. yeah we'll see what he says mm. um I can't remember. I think when we bought our house, they had pictures from the summer on the outside, and we mm. didn't think about it. But <laughs> maybe some people do. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it's very weird. Our house was sold in like a very late autumn, which is the completely wrong time to sell it. And maybe that's why no one else was interested. Because like in summer, this is a completely different property with the pool and everything and everything is green. And then when they saw the, when the house and the picture, like it was fog out there. It was like dark mm, at night. Yeah. Like it was like horrible photos. And I was like, yeah, 
thanks. That's good for us. Yeah, <laughs> nobody else wants Why it. Why do you do yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you say you measured the house, Pierre, have you got mm. one of these fancy tape measures these you know where you just hold it up and it measures the the distance of the room or the laser one, electronic yeah. one yeah laser ones yeah 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 i have one of those uh so i went all over the house um oh you just... dirty yeah man <laughs> what's dirty about that yeah you just you know i haven't got one of them <laughs> no but i have a really they are cheap i have a really yeah. cheap one yeah like 20 pounds okay so not that dirty <laughs> And they're so convenient. Yeah, yeah I would have bought, because I would have bought a thirty-pound one. It's much better. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> it's more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's the house is in such a bad shape. Like the the internal parts of the house is in such a bad shape uh, from having like the previous guests were like people from Romania just mm. staying over the summers and working. And they were like, I don't know how many, but too many for one house at least. Yeah. Um, and their standard of living isn't the same as ours. And they were just renting. So uh, I bet they didn't care. But they like salami. They like salami. and looks like garbage in every room. Okay. Mm. Uh, and they've been smoking as well. So we need to rip mm. this summer. We're going to rip everything out. Mm. You doing a Laura Kampf? Yeah, I'm doing a Laura Kampf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hope I don't find asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same outside. The panels on the house are the same. They're all right. Uh, Eternite uh, asbestos stuff. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a great experience. Yeah, it's an mm. adventure, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. so. Yeah. And very I'm good. really looking forward to building my workshop in, in the barn. <laughs> yeah. Is that the first thing to build? No, it's uh, probably <laughs> way down the list. Because <laughs> I, wa I want, like, we're going to get some money off selling this house, of course. Mm -hmm. And I don't want us to move up there and get a new mortgage the same size as this one. No. Mm. Uh, because the main goal is for us not to be working as much uh, for someone else, at least. Yeah. Uh, we, we love to work for ourselves. So mm. uh, we want to renovate as cheap as possibly, as we possibly can without doing it bad either. Yeah, and we want the modern conveniences of a of a of a real stove, for instance. We don't want to be Amish. With <laughs> <laughs> a horse and cart. Well, but the first thing I've been driving the tractor like once or twice before. But the first thing uh, Julia's dad told me when we were cutting down the hedge, he said. Can you take the tractor and just drive along so we can put all the the bushing on on top of mm -hmm. the tractor? And I was like, sure. So I jumped up in the tractor, but there are so many stuff in there. There's so much <laughs> stuff in there. <laughs> so the Too first thing I, I I backed over a big pile of uh, like um, wooden <laughs> wooden poles that we use for fencing for the cows. Mm. I just broke a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. 
<laughs> so you're going on a tractor so driving car. So now I have cows that I can come and milk. Yeah. Now? Now I have cows that I can come and milk. Yeah, you can, well, you can try to milk. They're meat cows, <laughs> but we can try to milk them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Cool. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So that's that's been my two weeks. Good stuff. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it time for our... Uh... It is time. It okay. Is time. What have you got? So, Andy, what have you got? Ooh, yeah, I'm already, I already talked about my obsession. And as I said, I, I uh, really enjoy food and stuff and cooking and <laughs> something that we are really obsessed, my wife and me right now, it's actually a TV show. And I mean, it's very, like a very famous show, but uh, we are watching MasterChef Australia. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have seen any of the MasterChef shows that are out there. I've seen some, yeah. I've seen the English one, yeah. Yeah. And that one, or at least people said the Australian one is the best one. <laughs> and uh, we are kind of hooked there. Uh, like really, really exciting. We're already on, on episode like 26 or something. And they're quite long. They're over an hour sometimes. and. Uh, like the, it's like amateur chefs that are competing there, or like the twenty best, and then like every every week, I think one of them is falling out, or maybe yeah. a bit more. I don't know what the what the period is since we just watched, and we don't know when those were aired. But yeah, so they're reducing them, and they need to do cooking challenges, challenges, and competition. And it's the quality of the food that they're producing there is crazy. Like for not being any like trained trained chefs i mean mm. all like self self-taught and, and and cooking and yeah it's it's amazing what what they're able to do and and as i said before like they they're using a lot the hibachi to to grill to yeah. grill meat and and vegetable on and that's where kind of the idea sparked of like yeah i want to i want to build one for <laughs> myself as well <laughs> to uh to to barbecue on but yeah the 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 show is really we are very hooked. Like like every evening, we're we're watching now one 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 at least an episode to yeah to wind down and, and see them cooking. Mm. Are you hungry at the end of the episode? Yeah, I'm always eating <laughs> something while, <laughs> while while watching the show. That's the trouble with cookery programs. You're starving at the end of it, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yes. No, but it's uh, yeah. Very exciting show. Oh, A bit good. different of like the yeah. I mean, it's another type of making. I think. It's, yeah. We all like nice food. Definitely. Yes, that's mine. What about Steve? Steve, you heavy. Um, well, I'm always very excited for the last 17 days of April. Well, up until... The, because every year at the end of April, and it finishes on the bank holiday Monday... The, we have a bank holiday at the beginning of May, which is on next Monday. Each year, it is the World Snooker Championships. Oh. Um, cool. Have you ever played snooker? No, but I've watched no, it. Only, you watch only it. Pool. So, um, yeah, snooker's on a table that's 12 foot by 6 foot. And mm. it's, I mean, I used to play loads of snooker when I was younger. Every Saturday, I used to go and play snooker on the proper tables and everything. And, um, so it's the World Snooker Championships in Sheffield, and I just love it. 
and uh, the BBC have it on. They have all the different sessions or matches on in there. Now you can flick between different channels to watch the two different tables because there's two tables at the moment and it goes down to one. And uh, me and Sally have been to the Crucible to watch the World Snooker Championships. Mm. And uh, mm. it was fantastic. We had a couple of days there, stayed in a hotel there and uh, had tickets. We got like three different sessions that we went to and we saw all my favourites. Ronnie O'Sullivan is still my favourite. I love Ronnie. Ronnie the Rocket O'Sullivan. So, yeah, so I've been watching an awful lot of snooker lately. <laughs> I've seen him, yeah. Yeah, because Ronnie. whenever I go to a hotel, I turn on the TV and go to Eurosport, there's always <laughs> snooker. Oh, yeah, the snooker, yeah, the season never stops, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we've met a few of the players when we went to Sheffield, and that, it's a real, really good um, thing to go to, and it is really tiny. I know people say that the Crucible is small, but it is really, you're on top of that table. You, it's like you could reach out and touch his cue and stop him playing with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my obsession is the World Snooker Championships in Sheffield. Um, nice. I think if I'd have been a bit more wayward as a, as a youngster, I could have been a really good snooker player, but, you know, I should have nicked off school more and gone to play snooker. That's what I should have done. <laughs> Well, don't listen to that kid <laughs> <laughs> so what is your obsession Pierre well this weekend I've uh, had a flu so I've been in bed um, so I've watched a lot of movies and YouTube and but only today I, I stumbled upon a channel called Bevelish Creations I think oh, I've yeah. heard it before yeah um, that's who Dave gets mistaken for Dave, 3D DIY Dave. They Is thought it? Oh, he, yeah. yeah, that's the joke. They thought he was yeah. him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because I remember hearing it. Yeah, yeah. I, it was you saying it. Yeah. Um, I think I've seen one of his videos before, uh, but I saw uh, his last video was making a bookcase, and it was. I was inspired by the way he was filming his videos. It was super well edited and filmed and then i realized that it seems like he's doing it all by himself with the like a gimbal and a slider and just yeah very well shot so i was inspired to to watch his videos so i watched a couple uh, this afternoon so mm, my obsession yeah. is bevelish creations yeah they are highly polished sort of videos aren't they very so yeah yeah he seems like a nice guy yeah and he had all all the tools like oh he's got all the gear on here yeah yeah ah. he must he must live in america yeah yeah i'm sure he does yeah, yeah. okay mm. well there yeah, we so go that's about it that's about it so what have we learned this week we've learned that andy needs to go and milk a cow <laughs> whilst yodeling with a bar of milker in his back pocket nice purple bar of milker in his back pocket Pierre's got his wonderful tape measure for the salami house but he can't drive a tractor for love and the money he needs lessons and Steve I do he runs around the house naked with a pink boa on his neck with a copy of the Kama Sutra under one arm <laughs> please sleep well tonight <laughs> that's all for this week take care and bye from me bye
Good night. <laughs> well, that's all for this week. Hope you enjoyed it, because we had a fun time making it. Please leave us a review, like us, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at 3northernmakers at gmail.com. You can send in your questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you. So once again, a big thank you. Cheers. <laughs>